sunshine on Sunday to round out the weekend, preceding the clouds and the rain chance that's developing Sunday night into Monday. Early morning tomorrow starts off into the upper 20s to the upper to mid 30s. Have pets, plants protected. Patches of frost in the morning. Sunny in the afternoon, 50 tomorrow. Sunshine Sunday, the afternoon high of lower 50s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Oh, hi. (laughs) Here we are again with another edition of The Food Show. Our show is simple enough. We've been giving it to you for a long time. And uh, I can tell you I've had more than maybe very much of Long Farm before. And all we do, really, is to look about for uh, anything that would be intriguing when you sit down and uh, you do everything from food. doing that Talk while you're rolling down the uh, down the street, or while you're getting ready for something you have coming on that that, that night. A lot of things coming up in the next uh, week or two. Uh, a lot of stuff from Antoine's this week, and uh, other things each other each. Uh, that, that Rockefeller comes Day on the tenth. They're doing their special for. You. Oysters Rockefeller. Oh, Antoine's. Oysters Rockefeller? Oysters Rockefeller Day is the 10th, and they they have a big special starting tonight and tomorrow. Two days, Oysters Rockefeller. If you want to know the details on this, go to nomenu.com, the events page, and that's where Mm -hmm. you will find it. Uh, I did know that they had been doing their own menu or whatever. It's a special for Oysters Rockefeller. Yeah, uh, yeah. How, how uh, Dominion to could you possibly it, get to celebrate the day? Oysters Rockefeller Day. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oysters Rockefeller. Lately, people have finally figured out how you actually make this. It's this. It goes from one to another. Uh, sometimes it gets completely out of control. There was one that I saw about oh a year ago, where uh, this guy. Uh, uh, I don't remember. It it cost it. It cost it. Is it, it are cost we talking about a, oysters Rockefeller? A minute, huh? Are we talking about oysters Rockefeller? Are we thinking of oysters Rockefeller? Yeah, and then uh, here's uh, the 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 greatest piece of information was uh, when my wife and I hi. went out for dinner. Yeah, hi. <laughs> and uh, w- when we went there. Um, I thought that the Oysters Rockefeller, which I have been kicking around lately because I thought it had a funny aspect to it, uh, it turns out it's about as good a version as I have ever seen uh, for that. And, uh, you know, the the guy who puts it together, you can understand why it would have come from his mind. And uh, we hope to see him more often and more often as time goes on. 
It's the food show over here. We talk about anything. You've got anything on your mind about the food scene, about dining in, dining out, and uh, what you got. If you do have something, we'll have some fun with you. Two, six, today's oops. words to eat I'm by sorry. five five six nine six nine six. Today's six, words to eat by six. come from Charles Dickens, yeah. who was very wordy because he got paid by the word. So this is the reason his books are, you know, like step stools. But uh, this, I think, absolutely is laugh out loud funny. He was referring to the way we eat in America. Eat in America. The way we eat in America, according to Charles Dickens, can be described this way. Uh-huh. All knives and forks were working at a rate that was quite alarming. Very few words were spoken, and everybody seemed to eat his utmost in self-defense, as if a famine were expected to set in before breakfast time tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And it had become high time to assert the first law of nature. And uh, nature has a lot of them. Uh, <clears throat> I have something to say to Charles Dickens. <laughs> Charles Dickens? Well, you, you know, I find it annoying the way we, people on the other side of the pond use their knife and use their fork to... Oh, the dog just came exactly, in, folks. Exactly. We'll, not exactly we'll fix the that in a same second. Way as not, they use their knife, not exactly the same way as a fork, but they use both utensils in equal proportion. And I don't, I don't even know why that annoys me so much, but it really does. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. So take that, Charles Dickens. Uh, we do not use knives all that much here unless it's a steak or something like that but uh i don't know it's it's i remember i I told the story before not long ago in fact we were at the goring in london and the guy at the next table (laughs) was eating a hamburger that was about four inches high Mm -hmm. with a knife and fork and at no time did his fingers ever touch the burger that, uh, I was there with my wifey and I, and mm-hmm. we. Your wifey. Wifey, yeah, you know that's the the lady who the is wifey for you, or to you, or at you. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, while that was going on, they were t- t- doing two fairly good sized construction operations right there in the middle of the of the, uh, the information, and and it was peculiar. But uh, I after over it looked better than anything we had there, at least commonly. Anyway. Today was Elvis Presley's birthday in 1935. Wasn't he the guy that said he liked peanut butter and banana sandwiches? I I remember somebody saying that, but I've never heard who exactly. And uh, do you know? I've been wondering. There was a line of wines about 40 years ago that bore Elvis's name and likeness. Yeah. And people wanted to know if it was his favorite wine, and the distributor said he didn't drink wine, but if he had, this is the wine he would have liked. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. He's famous for that. <laughs> I don't know how, but anyway. Uh, well, who, he could just it's good wine. Automatically extrapolate from whatever it was uh, that he knew about Elvis Presley to say that. But I do recall, I think, that peanut butter and banana sandwiches were a personal favorite. I'm surprised that didn't make it into your almanac, Tom. Mm-hmm. 
usually everything does. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Can't believe the first week of the new year is over already. The edible dictionary word of the day is brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top mm. 20 regional supermarkets of all time, according to Food & Wine magazine. They sponsor the edible dictionary every day, and today's edible dictionary word is Colby. Colby. It's Colby? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an American yeah. variation on cheddar made with cow's milk, colored pale orange <clears throat> with a natto, and aged for only about a month. It differs from cheddar in that it doesn't undergo the cheddaring process in which the curds are cut and restacked as the whey drains. Mm -hmm. As a result, its texture is utterly smooth and a Colby doesn't break into the jagged whey the cheddar does. It's much, much less mm -hmm. sharp in flavor and softer than cheddar. Colby is an old cheese invented by a farmer in the town of Colby in yeah. 1874. Because of its smoothness, it works well better for cheese-topped kind of au gratin dishes like macaroni and cheese and the like. It doesn't release as much fat as cheddar does in those dishes. You know, that's good to know. Because you do get a lot of fat released in mac and cheese, and you have little puddles of grease. I've never tried it with Colby. I do like Colby, though. I'm trying to think. Colby is, is not white and yellow. That's a variation on Colby, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For some reason, I always think that Colby is two-tone, because that's how I see it. But, but it, it doesn't have to be. I guess I'm looking at maybe a... Colby Jack or something. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. The old kitchen sage says, if you have a delicious dish whose consistency registers as glop to some diners, and if it doesn't seem right to serve over rice or pasta, bake it in a volavant. Everyone will find it fancy. It moves around a lot. That's I for love certain. volavants. I love it in what, every what imaginable is your, way. What, uh, let me ask you to uh, give me a quick interpretation of... Uh, uh, what is a volavant? Volavant, yeah. What okay, is, well, what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stave you off for a minute because we have a break to take. So let's do that. It's a hard break. Let's do that. And then when we come back, I will explain what a volavant is and say that it is National Volavant Day. So we'll be mm -hmm. right back. 556-9696. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. One of my favorite places to be in every holiday season is Antoine's. I love the decorations, the traditions, and the food. Go to Open Table and make a reservation for the Antoine's traditional four-course Revion menu featuring local favorites like duck and andouille gumbo, seafood courbillon, and a holiday meringue glacé. $54 plus tax and tip, plus $35 for wine pairings. Antoine's 713 St. Louis Street. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Annadell's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast. 
with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Annadelle's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? It's pretty inviting out there right now. It's a little bit cold, but, um, you know, it was too cold to ride my bike. And now it's going to be too cold to ride my bike when the show's over. Isn't that amazing? It would be fine, except I'm doing the radio show. Today is National Volavant Day, or to translate into Creole, Patty Shell Day. Tom, I, I hate to break it to you, but I think you spelled Patty wrong. T-A-P- I think it's P-A-T-T-Y. I've seen it both ways. Uh, in- yeah, but since you don't like patty shell, you pro- patty shells, you probably don't ever pay any attention to how many times it's spelled one way versus the other. But I think it's P-A-T-T-Y. It's made in sizes from that of a thimble to that of a coffee mug. Volavants are made of two layers of puff pastry cut into circles. The top layer has a hole cut in the center. When stacked and then baked, they become cups to contain concoctions that typically run to the rich and saucy. The name translates fly on the wind, which suggests the ideal lightness of these puff pastry cups. Unlike what, the what smaller... Do you, what, what do you do when you have uh, with a uh, puppy or... Okay, uh, do you want me patty. to finish or you want me to jump in there and answer that question? Uh, well, any way you want to do okay. it. Unlike the smaller patty shell, patty shells, as my mother used to say, volavants are usually made with a cap of pastry to cover the contents to keep them from cooling. The cap is always tilted off center so the contents inside the volavant can be seen. La Russe Gastronomique says that the volavants are usually made with a Wait, where did I lost my place there? It says that the volavants were invented and named by Marie-Antoine Carême, famous French chef and author of the 19th century. In New Orleans, volavants are mostly often made into a dish called oyster patties. Little oyster volavants patties. filled with oysters in a thick sauce baked a little more to make them crusty. I'm going what's to quibble with your definition of that, Tom. Do you know what's in it? Okay, so I don't. I'm not finished your, your discussion of it, so let me go ahead and finish it, and then we'll talk about all the possible iterations of volavant or patty shells. Mm-hmm. In the hands of a skillful chef, volavants can be fantastic. The best that you ever had was a sweetbreads and mushroom dish made by Chef Denny Ray, ready at the short-lived but brilliant Le Chateau in Gretna. The volavant was about five inches across and three inches deep and was delicious enough to compete with the goodness of the creamy sauce and rich sweetbreads. You never know it was a close cousin to the gross little oyster patties forced upon you at wedding receptions. Okay, you know what? I agree with you about oyster patties because chopping oysters is kind of a disgusting proposition. I I will agree with you about that. Um, Tom has a thing about oyster patties as we like to say here and it's probably because of the chopping of the oysters but just think about it tom just think now 
a volavant usually is a creamy sauce. I'll grant you that. Mm -hmm. And I have this fantasy appetizer. And since I'm probably never having anyone over to the house anymore, even though I just got a bathroom redone, um, I, I think that I would still like to try my favorite idea having to do with an oyster patty shell and an oyster. And you wouldn't let me do it. And I should have done it this year because I, because uh, you've lost your ability to dictate what is done in this kitchen. He never really did that. But anyway, um, I would like to have oyster patty shells mm -hmm. toasted and then fry an oyster and flash fry some spinach and stuff the spinach spinach into the oyster shell just a couple of leaves and then drop the oyster in the middle and and between the oyster and the spinach or between the spinach and the um shell yeah some kind Makes of sauce sense. i'm trying mm -hmm. to think what kind of sauce would that that be like a I don't know. I mean, it could be as simple as tartar sauce, really, although the spinach makes it a little more gourmet. It's like too gourmet for tartar sauce. But I think that would be a nice little bite of food. However, oyster patties in the traditional New Orleans sense, I, I will admit, tend to be a little gross. What's, uh, what? Like, I wouldn't want to chop <clears throat> oysters. That's, that's, yeah. What? What'd you say? I know I was about to ask you something, but I, I've lost track of it. I would imagine oyster, uh, like a recipe for oyster patties would be, um, I don't know why the dog has to get up and walk around during the show, but he apparently does. Uh, chopped oysters, the Trinity, all of that sauteed together. Anybody who's made oyster patties, do you cook the oysters before chopping? Please say yes. And uh, oh, when you say that, what, what do you mean you, which direction is that? Honestly, going? honestly, I think that I would prefer, and this gets into really gross in my opinion, I think I would prefer, if I, if I was making an oyster patty, I would cook the Trinity, put the oysters in there, put a little cream, some mushrooms maybe, and then I would cook it into a pan of cooked stuff. And then I would spoon it into a food processor and puree it and then put it back into the shell. Yep. That's what I do. I well, remember that, all legitimate. the oyster patties <laughs> that I ever had had kind of chunky bits of chopped oyster, which I, I agree with you is, is kind of gross. Or did you say gross, or you just thought it was too, way too pedestrian for you? I, I don't even like that word. Pedestrian. Pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? What does it? What does it do when you get? What happens if you get unextrusional? Well, pedestrian means that you are. You know, it's like it's rather low down. You know. Walking mm -hmm. instead, of, so. instead of riding. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you have ever made oyster patties, I would kind of like to hear about your recipe. 
And and is it something that you do to chop the oysters? And if you do chop oysters, is it before cooking? Gosh, I hope so. Anyway, my mother, who was kind of obsessed with oyster patties, oh, uh, yeah. decided... Was she a, a great oyster lighter? Uh, or I don't know someone how much who... she really liked oysters, but I think she really liked oyster patties. She were liked they, them so much that she even impersonated them. Are they grind or, or not I grind? Remember, That's a, I remember in particular, she would make that mock oyster. <laughs> that mock oyster thing that you particularly love, Tom, which was broccoli, that garlic cheese, mushrooms, and... I don't know, maybe maybe some kind of cream, probably pet milk. And then you mix that up and you pretend that it's oysters. Mm. Yeah. Five five six nine six nine six. Yes, the cat is now in and has to be thrown out, and I will wait until the break to do that unless he becomes super annoying, in which case I will jump up well, while we'll I'm all talking and do that. Oh, a volavant, though, uh, forget patty mm. shells and oyster patties, a volavant. Mm-hmm. A gourmet, classy version of volavant is often seen with lobster yeah. in a cream sauce mm-hmm. or any other kind of seafood in a cream sauce. And it's delicious. I mean, who doesn't love puff pastry? I love puff pastry. I think it's one of God's great gifts to, uh, to food consumption. And... Um, it never disappoints, except actually it did today because I decided what to happened take today? some of the cheese and the leftover ham. We had this ham that was a little bit strange this year. Yeah. For Christmas, I ran out of the root beer for the glaze. And so I went in search of other sweet, sugary drinks and discovered Swamp Pop that I had purchased, I don't know, a year ago or so. So I threw it into the pan to, I figured, you know, it's going to be sugary, it's cane sugar, it's going to it's gonna be sticky, this, is be, this will be fine. It was not fine at all. It made a totally different product and one that really nobody liked. And when I say nobody liked, I don't mean like people said, oh, I'm not going to eat this. It was just like, what's, what's off with the ham this year? I mean, they recognized it and definitely noticed, but still kept eating it. However, the shell, which is what happens to the ham from the root beer glaze, it forms like this dark shell. And it's a little bit chewy, but not dangerously chewy. And the swamp pot made it kind of dangerously chewy. I mean, it, it, it's got... What would it, be it's dangerous? So, no, no, it's chill. so bad. Oh, the shell was so bad and it was so hard to eat that I wound up cutting the the skin that would normally be great off the ham in order to use it in any way. So I decided, okay, I've got some more puff pastry. I've got some manchego cheese. I'm trying to get rid of gobs of cheese here too. And so I'm going to chop the rest of the ham because it's got the sweet little crust on it, but it's it's not so much a crust. I mean, it's really hard to eat. So I just used what, uh, what about it? I kind of wasted it because well, it wasn't I, good. I'm not 
I'm not challenging you to. to uh, yeah, go I'm, ahead. I'm, what you can challenge. What's me. what's the? Uh, he just said uh, something about. Uh, well, I've lost it by now before I could finish it, but. Uh, Okay. I'm sorry about that. It just landed House right here, and that's House the end of that. is what we were talking about, because the Volavant. The Volavant. That's right. The Volavant, and you were just starting in there. Uh-huh. And I thought I would ask you, because nobody ever asks me uh, or even tells me what's the function of it. So mm-hmm. would you mind of sharing that with us here? The function of puff pastry or Volavant? Volavant. Uh, the Volavant. Well, I think of Volavant. There's a... Um, for a while there at Oxlot, they had an oyster patty, yeah. which was in a large volavant, and it was like, it was, I mean, I, I don't think it was like Mosca's, I think it was probably a cream sauce. You know how you used to um, have your, and you haven't made this in probably 20 years, we were all in for it when you were doing it, and then you just stopped doing it and nobody thought about it again. But Doing what? Oysters au poivre. Oh, oysters au poivre. Oysters oh, no, that, au no, you talk about a great dish. dish. That's a magnificent yeah. If you took dish. oysters au poivre, which essentially is oysters and oyster water uh, reduced with cream and uh, a lot of peppercorns, rainbow peppercorns, and just simmered into where the cream becomes sort of a thicker sauce. And the oysters are plump. Mm-hmm. If you took that and you spooned it into a volavant, I think you'd have a winning dish. I hope so. You never did because everything about it gives me the feeling that this is like the 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 little twister of a tail, and would put us exactly where we want to be. Yeah, it's it's and hard to even to explain, be, let alone uh, where we want to be right can, now. Is in the bottom <clears> of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be back after that with more food talk. Five five six nine six nine six. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Norrington. The Louisiana Workforce Commission is overwhelmed with calls since the boosted unemployment benefits resume. To deal with the demand, Secretary Ava Dejois says LWC will begin working expanded hours to clear the backlog of applications piling up due to the new enhanced ID requirements. The UI team, along with other LWC staff, will begin working nights and weekends beginning Monday of next week. Those new ID requirements came into effect after Louisiana and other states were slammed with thousands of fraudulent claims from overseas scammers. Snow is in the forecast for parts of the state. National Weather Service report meteorologist Devon Hill says on Sunday, we'll have a surface-level low that will develop along the Texas-Louisiana Gulf Coast and an upper-level disturbance move across the I-20 corridor. It looks like there's going to be enough cold air to filter in on the back side of the low that rain should change over to uh, snow sometime Sunday, late Sunday evening, overnight into Monday morning. Hill says pay attention to the forecast this weekend. LRN. Tire rag. Can everyone hear me okay? Everyone listen up. We don't want anyone to panic. Okay, but there has been a COVID exposure here at the school. But that's not getting in the way of your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Football season is fast. Tiger Rag. Hungry for LSU sports news? I am starving. I just worked up a man-sized appetite. Tiger Rag Magazine is ready to serve. Here we go. Awesome. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag is the Bible of LSU sports. All right, huddle up. Bring it in, guys. Tiger Rag Magazine. Football, basketball, baseball, gymnastics, and so much more. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag editor Ron Higgins and Tiger Rag assistant editor William Weathers cover all things 
Springs LSU Sports and interview some of the best guests in the biz. I think we are on Celebrating your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands and online at TigerRag.com. Tiger Rag. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge January 8th, Leo Nocentelli. January 15th, School of Rock. And January 22nd, Glenn David Andrews. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at ThinkAOS.com. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Everyone likes a Gershwin tune. I mean, at least I think so. If you don't like Gershwin, call us up. 556-9696. I would love to hear why that is. You can call us also about food. That's what we talk about. Tom's been doing that for 33 years. Me a little less so. Two years sitting in the... um, sidecar that I like to call it. We are talking uh, just nothing much. Volavant day today and we're talking about puff pastry cups which is a volavant. The words to drink by today are from Marion Burroughs, the food writer for, food writer for the New York Times. I guess this was a while back. Americans may be drinker fewer, drinking fewer alcoholic beverages but they are certainly eating more of them than ever before. Wittingly or un- I'm not sure what that means. I don't really see much food in restaurants yep. with a heavy alcohol component to it. I uh, think that was kind of a thing about 20 years ago, but I don't think it is anymore. I, I, Anybody uh, know of a really good alcoholic dish that you would eat in a restaurant somewhere? Mm-hmm. Wittingly. <laughs> Because I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there are dishes, like, I mean, there's a lot of dishes, I guess, if you count putting wine in your food, if you're, you know, if you're counting that. But I'm talking about that, like that dinner where everything was alcoholic, the desserts were all alcoholic. There's rum sauce on bread pudding. But um, I was thinking I have all this wine on the counter. And first of all, our phase of cooking a lot ended about five months ago, which is too bad because I was really kind of liking it. <laughs> but eventually we returned back to our old habits because that's just kind of what Tom does. And, you know, we've done it ourselves for a very long time. So we've gone back to eating. But for a while there, I was really getting into cooking. And I've saved all these wine bottles that have a little bit of wine in it and I was about to get rid of a whole bunch of them the other day and I was thinking you know what what if I pour all of this wine into the same bottle get rid of all those other bottles and then just use it as cooking wine 
And then I realized I'm probably not going to use it as cooking wine because I'm not cooking. So I'm going to throw it all away, which is kind of something I ought to be doing as a New Year's resolution. What is it? <laughs> as I try to improve my situation. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, please give us a call. We'd love to talk to you about food. That's all we do here. I'm trying to decide if we went any place for dinner. Oh no, we were stranded yesterday. That's right. We were stranded, so last night we ate some more of those little puff pastry pinwheels. We're getting down to the end here. When I actually have nothing left in the house, I'm going to be really excited, and um, and I'm not going to go get any more. Tomorrow, Tom. Yeah, tell uh, me. Yes, as we move through the weekend, I don't like to leave your your weekend almanacs unused because you have good stuff on there too. But tomorrow's National Nutmeg Day. Nutmeg Day. Nutmeg. Where where, nutmeg? where was that in on the page? It, I guess it's a nut, right? I hope it is. We it's, it's we need many many more nuts than nutmegs we have. Nutmegs are the fruits of a small tree native to the East Indies. It's really two spices in one, the nutmeg itself, which looks like a pecan, but smaller, and mace, which is a lacy covering around the nutmeg. Both are used as spices in recipes. Mace has a more powerful aroma, but nutmeg has the more intense flavor. Indeed, a little nutmeg goes a long way, especially when used in a savory dish. You know, but nutmeg is used in a lot of savory dishes, isn't it? Martha Stewart is a big fan of nutmeg. You mean but just dishes. having them hanging around the house you or, see a lot of nutmeg or you build in, one as you need them? In fancy schmancy uh, restaurants or uh, recipe books, you will see a lot of times that mac and cheese has a little nutmeg in it. There's a lot of little nutmeg in savory dishes. And I don't really know why. I'm trying to think how much, how much difference it really makes. I've been using nutmeg in those sweet potatoes, but those are all in that family of spices. There's nutmeg, curry, cumin, um, cinnamon, turmeric, ginger, like a whole pile of stuff that all comes from the east and i use it well actually yeah the east indies so that's it's not really the east but anyway is that the east <laughs> the east indies no it's not it's not caribbean anyway um you won't you won't taste nutmeg i'm gonna go back to the what i was reading indeed a little nutmeg goes a long way especially when using a savory dish like what sneak a pinch into cream sauces and bechamel you won't taste nutmeg but you'll notice an improvement in the finished dish lots of us have jars of nutmeg that should have been thrown away years ago the old stuff has as much flavor as the grated wood that gave connecticut its unlikely name All the right. best way to use nutmeg is to grate your own as you need it if you can find a nutmeg grater i remember when you were grating your own nutmeg tom you do tiny, it was like a tiny little thing that um we have this we have, <laughs> i don't even know where we get half the stuff we have around oh, it, when we smile and make a, grater, a mouth of it a tiny little cheese grater i don't even know what happened to it because i used it in my kids show but um a tiny little cheese grater that we were using 
to great nutmeg when we needed it for something. That's that's an interesting story, but can I put you on hold for just a second? <laughs> no, because we have a radio show and you can't just sit. We do? You can't just sit. You have to keep talking during a radio show. That's kind oh. of the first rule. Okay, well then we can back first off. First rule of a radio show, talk. Especially if it's a yeah. talk radio show. Okay, so let's see. We were so just... why do you want to put me on hold? Yeah. Why, why do you want to put me on hold? I didn't want to put him on hold, but he happened to be coming up as I was coming down. Uh, and trying to, it, it was hard, I found, to make it really easily visible because uh, we had so many people working there. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, hey, what can you say? I'm not if you're, at you, Tom. I'm you're successful. Your so, uh, I'm reading it's, your almanac while you babble on about food. And uh, it's funny because Domenico Mongino was born this weekend. Yeah. Uh huh. In 1928. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I sure who do. Is it? Hmm? Who is it? Who is it? Me. <laughs> what can I say? It's true. I'll give you a hint. Uh-huh. He, uh, he had a number one hit with a song titled, Nablu de Pinto de Blue. Yeah, that was a great song. <laughs> it was a number one uh, uh, for the NBC at that time. I love that song. And I think I have a copy of it that around song here somewhere. Is to Italian. That song is as cliche to Italian movies as La Vie en Rose is to French movies. For those of you who are wondering what that song is, it's Volare. Yeah, well, it's still become a, a, a big hit out there because it's. It carries what seems to be a mass, uh, just a massive, uh, meaty item that gives the taste of uh, Arnaud's. Well, not, not, I'm sorry, Antoine's uh, went the wrong way there. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of that children there. I'm looking at the uh, little thing to say, take a break. Okay, we are taking a break, but wait, we have wait, more. Wait. He didn't say to, that. Huh? think he said that you didn't say that did you henry we don't he didn't, oh. no okay <laughs> it's the food show i'm tom fitzmaurice um, sit come on in and sit down and tell us what you've been dining out on uh the dean ones martin that you haven't sing valare? what i love dean martin does he sing did he sing valare he did okay okay there you go up here it is Let's fly up in the sky. Come back fry. See in the glow of a stare that I know of a brother's and cloy claim of mine. That reminds me of a cliche Italian experience we had. Thank you, Dean Martin and Wow, Henry. that's all Italian if for people who had never seen it before, and there it is. Uh, you're not going to beat that too much. Mm -hmm. It's the food show, and we're happy to have you if you're uh, somebody who likes to eat, if you like to write or talk about you know, eating. You don't even have to like Come to on eat. us. You just have to like to listen to people talk about eating. Okay, go ahead. Or or you can just want to check out from everything else that's out there because I don't know about you, but I sure do, and uh, and talk about you know things like Volare. 
Yeah, that's exciting. Do you know what it means? It has a meaning. In Rome, listening to Volare. What? Volare. Yeah, it's about a guy being in love with his cigarette smoke, right? Uh That's it. (laughs) It just goes to show you. It just goes to show you it doesn't really matter what you're singing about as long as you are um, uh, enjoying the melody. What's more important? The melody or the lyrics? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, interesting. I'd say, uh, I'd say actually the logistics. The, the, uh, the, the lyrics? Ones, the lyrics? The lyrics, really? yeah. Yeah, yeah there's just something. Everybody of, weigh in on this. <clears throat> if anyone does call, weigh in on what's more important in a song, the lyrics or the music. Henry, what do you think? I think that's the one that it grabs It depends you. on the song, I think. It's a, it's a, it's a, there's a, a certain quality that is gone from the, all the other ones, but that's a good one. So what song would you say, Henry, if you had to come up with this and you have the remainder of the show to think about it? What song do you feel doesn't require lyrics, the music is so good, and vice versa? Uh, which of them is so You have bet- to have the music. Lyrics? You have to start with the music. Yeah. The lyrics I wish really I did. are not... Why do you say it depends on the song, Henry? Tell me what song is so important lyrics-wise that the music is irrelevant. I look at for it to be interesting and have some... You have the whole some- show to think about that. Oh, goodness. What a challenge. Well, a lot of people have taken at least... Think about that. Can I bring right. up we have- one song that well, you did remind me of? Yeah, oh, what's you definitely that? hit a nerve with people because we have two people on the line, so I'll be quick. Oh, good. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Well, here we are. Excuse me, goodness. Well, let's, let's find out what, uh, what we have here. Let's do it. Beyond the Sea, fantastic song. Oh, I love it. Uh, Beyond love the it. Sea. Love it. Love and it's it. been covered it. a million times. It started out with no lyrics as uh-huh. a French, uh, it was the theme to a French movie. And then it was mm-hmm. covered by a French singer who added lyrics. Mm-hmm. Then it was covered by Bobby Darren. Uh, which was Best kind of the first, uh, very good version, yes. And then yeah. I believe, who else did it? Was it Frank Sinatra? Yes, Frank Sinatra also mm-hmm. did it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the ultimate version. But I think that's a great example of a song that is good with or without lyrics, because that melody was so good, they took it from having no lyrics, added lyrics, and then it became kind of a pop hit. So, love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the all-time great <laughs> listeners, because you when you hear it, you're going to want to keep lick, uh, watching it and hearing it uh, go off there. And uh, when you finally have to get your how going another little bit, uh, there it is. You have it. I, I think you we know, can I all never... agree, though, that a song about curling smoke from a cigarette really well, kind yeah, of depends know, on the music. There's all kinds of things you can put. You know, and also it helps if it's in here. Italian. Henry, do we have time to take those? calls before the break or do we should we ask them to wait oh gosh it's so hard to coax people to stay on the line we don't get that many calls all right folks on the line please stay with us we would i'd love to hear what you have to say five five six nine six nine six we'll be back basil's ace hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years that's when i first got my big green egg which i use more than ever lately Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. 
The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café au lait and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Ponchatoula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island too. Is something now that, that is lyrics. fading away. So if that you like, if you like uh, uh, chicory coffee, chicory coffee, uh-huh. get it as often as you can. Yeah. I think it'll come back a little more strenuous mm-hmm. Uh but I don't. Uh, I don't think it's going to go away. But the, people don't seem to be excited about it, except it's the best tasting coffee yeah. out there. Well, you know, Parrish has, has uh, their own chicory and coffee, coffee and chicory. It's in a purple bag at the end of the supermarket aisle with a little gr- uh, yellow rooster on it. Available all over town. So try it, Parish Coffee. Let's go to Eric. Eric, welcome to the food show. Thank you. Um, so if you, I'm not going to go the music route, but uh, okay. I wanted hey, to Hey, say, Eric, can, yes, sir. can I ask you a, a quick uh, question here? Um, sure. Can I ask you a little uh, uh, question and about nothing particularly uh, overwhelming? Could you turn the, the that, uh, uh, there's a, uh, never mind. I just realized yeah. I'm asking about yeah. something that's probably gone. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. And after that, now to you. Um, Marianne, pizza time. Um, yes, sir. There's a, there's a gelato shop on St. Claude called Nola Mia. Okay. Uh-huh. Been to it yet? No, I have not. Okay. So I drove there for lunch today from my office on, uh, on Metairie Hammond Highway by R&O's. Got all the way there, about to walk in the door to try a piece. And it does do by slice, too. Um, and I forgot my wallet in my office. But um, my soon-to-be nephew-in-law uh, is from New York City, and he says the guy that runs the place is from New York City. And he oh. says absolutely, by far, the closest oh. you're going to get to anything New York. So I didn't know if you'd been there. Um, I will try it next week, but... Um, okay. Just give yeah. you a heads up. Pizza okay. Now, where where is it? So you said it's on Saint Claude, but like where? How far Allegiant away Field from Saint Claude? Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this like, is like on the corner. The Lotto Building. Yeah. Huh. Yes. Okay. And it's called Nola Mia, and inside a gelato place is a pizza place. A pizza place and a panini place, from what I understand. Um, okay. And they guy, have had good. Uh, they they okay. have had a lot of our local well, uh, coffee around here for about the, the last ten or twelve years. This is uh, you got to say that it's a new style of coffee, and it has been. 
but I still wouldn't take it instead of this. Uh, yeah, the sure. coffee. But the other ones, uh, they grab you and they always have something unusual going on and you, you get a smile. Absolutely. So uh, I recommend that to you if you, you care You also at all. get a smile from a delicious, large slice of cheesy, greasy New York-style pizza mm -hmm. with just enough crust to hold up when you I hold you. it right. I hear you too. No flop. No flop. <laughs> no. Eric and I share a passion for certain sort of low rent <laughs> kinds of foods. <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. I didn't know if you'd been there, and I will give you a report no, next week when I, yes, I go check it out. Please. Yes. We're, Eric should be our roving reporter on these items pizza, hamburgers. Have a good weekend. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you still there? Are you still oh, there? Wait, wait, wait. You're Did still he go? there? Is he get there still? No. Okay. Let's go to Richard. Uh, hey Tom, uh, former Chalmette, re former Chalmette resident, uh, now of Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm in uh, town for a couple of days. Uh, wanted to see uh, what's a good place for charboiled oysters in Slidell. Uh, that's an interesting question. Mm. Uh, there are some. Uh, what kind of thing are you looking for? Uh, well, start off with a dozen raw, and then uh, a dozen charboiled, and then just see what happens after that. Mm -hmm. How far I mean, are you I'm willing to of, drive? I'm thinking of Drago, Drago style or Acme style, something along those lines. How far are you willing to drive from Slidell? Um, like, I like, shall is Chalmette too far? Is Chalmette too far? Oh no, not at all. Okay, because there's a place in Chalmette, which is kind of a hop, skip, and a jump from Slidell if you take that highway that's along the, mm -hmm. the lake there. Um, right. There's a place called Mimi's, which is on yeah. Judge Perez Drive. I would take okay. it another and they step have fantastic and say oysters that it is the best restaurant anywhere in St. Bernard Parish. And really? they've got okay. the regular yeah, Drago's Chargrill. And, and then we can talk later. They've got okay. the, uh, I think Thank they've got like a bacon and blue cheese one. They've got some, I don't know, I forget the, like some Asian version. And then there's one other kind that I'm not thinking of, but the prices are killer, and uh, and it's it's great. And I think they have a happy hour where you can probably I'm not sure about this though actually get even better prices on that. But Mimi's is the, the thing that immediately came to mind when you asked that question. Okay, we're yeah, that's it. All you need to one little tiny eat of uh, that you see you're talking about a class act. Very yeah, very good, good little place. <laughs> Friendly people. Go ahead. What? Okay. okay. Well, let's see. Um, when we got in town Wednesday, ate at the Nola Southern Grill in Slidell. Um, I ate at Casamento's last night, which was fabulous. Oh, how was oh, that? Was I'm not surprised good. if it's good. What, what good. was your favorite? Um, well, I had a, a half a dozen raw and a half uh, uh, oyster loaf and sat out in the front. There weren't very many people there. I had been there once before, but... Uh, um, Going there it's prior the, to Katrina, every time I try to go there, there's always a big, massive wait line. So, uh, but there are only a few people in there. Sat out in the front and chatted with the the guy shucking oysters and the servers, and just really had a uh, really pleasant time. It's a different city 
since Katrina. It really is. I don't it know if you is. noticed that in the in the visit, but it really is. So a lot has changed. You know. Well, anyway, my wife, my wife is my wife is seeing her grandkids, and uh, I've already got the pitch. You know, so uh, <laughs> we might be we may be coming back. Good. So. All right. Uh, we okay. can use some more people that appreciate Casamentos. They're over 100 years old now. They celebrated they their 100th anniversary a couple of years ago. Yeah. All right, uh, what else did you want to say? Did you uh, Have you been anyplace else? Uh, a, a place on gauze called Jazzy Pete's Po' Boys. Um, got I a, remember a that, but collection. it hasn't been happened a bunch of times, but it's still out there and it looks good. You know there's a Middendorf's uh, in Slidell now. Do you, oh, know yeah? there's, do you know there's a Middendorf's in Slidell? Hmm. Michael, Michael, do you know that there's a Middendorf's in Slidell? Do you know what Middendorf's is? Are you talking to me? I'm sorry. I'm, why am I say, calling you, Michael? I'm sorry. No wonder you oh. didn't answer. Richard, I'm sorry. Richard, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm familiar with the name. I have not been there. I didn't oh, know there was one Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. Okay, so they've got the original one, which is fantastic. But then uh -huh. they have a new one, which is right on the lake at the I-10 and it's, I mean, you literally can look across, you know, the, the street to the lake. And uh -huh. it's a great looking place. And if you haven't been to Middendorf's, you should definitely go and get a big pile of thin fried catfish. Okay. Now that, that. that will sell you on the idea of coming back here, I think. Okay. And, and my wife has been to uh, the Araby food store. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, In I its days, not. that place was so interesting. My daughter so is a huge fan of Araby food store. Did your wife like it? <clears throat> oh, she loved it, yeah. And and prior to Katrina, we would go there for um, muffalettas, mm -hmm. but uh, have not been there since. Probably at least 20 years I haven't been there. Oh, gosh. Okay. I didn't know they had been open that long. Uh -huh. Okay. So how long are you going to be here? Uh, just till Sunday morning. Well, so you know, got, Antoine uh, says an Oysters Rockefeller special this weekend. Who is it's, that now? Antoine's has an Oysters oh, okay. Rockefeller special this weekend and yeah. National Oysters Rockefeller Day. On the Good to have them back again. Yeah. Uh, they've been here for a, a, a bit of a while before they got back, but now they're here and uh, they've got their sauces act. As a matter of fact, they've made them better than they were in some cases. They just opened a couple of weeks ago after COVID. I would still take those two that they do. I think it's like $5 do. for an order of three Oysters Rockefeller and, you know, you can... Get a bunch of those if you want. Right, just right. Just mention that. Okay. okay. Well, we've got that tonight and then all day tomorrow to eat. So, uh, Fabulous. I'll have to squeeze in as many as <laughs> I'm serious. Tomorrow. I'm absolutely serious. I mean, the, well, good luck this is with a that. good, good uh, year for this. I mean, that's what people uh, do when they come here. They squeeze in, plan their meals, stuff as much mm -hmm. in as they can, and, yep. and then move on. So, right, right. <clears throat> yeah. All right, I'm trying to think okay. of someplace else we can send you that might be might be new. <laughs> Are you going into town? I mean, we don't know. We don't do that much in Slidell. You know, we live in Covington. Uh, and well, we've got family in Lacombe. Well, Lacombe and Chalmette, so it's kind of the midpoint. Ah, um, okay. I see. Plus, you get a good okay. good price on hotels out here. So, uh, 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 but uh, where are you staying? Uh, in I, Is a hotel in Lacombe? No, we're no, we're in uh, hotel. Oh, in I'm sorry, Elda. in Slidell. Okay. Yeah. Right, okay. right, right behind the Hooters. So, uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, right. it's, uh, it's a Wingate, Wingate by Wyndham. So it's a, it's a pretty uh, nice Okay, place. nice enough. Okay. All right. Take care. Thank you. And appreciate right. your visiting. You should move back. Bye. Right. Bye. Sounds good. Thanks Thank a lot. You.
Thanks. It's the Food Show. We're still loving having you here. And uh, anything on your mind that uh, comes over to something delicious or something edible and uh, hanging around with some great friends that you've discovered that you have. And just uh, stop in and we have a, a real sense of hospitality. Michael 75, hold on, we will be back with you after the bottom, I mean, after the top of the hour news, which is coming up next. Lots of things coming from the food show. Louisiana Radio Network, WGS of New Orleans. Stay with us. The best in wining and dining daily. It's the Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show with Tim McNally from 4 to 5 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM New Orleans. ...to quicken the pace of mass vaccinating the American population. Because both vaccines require two doses, the Trump administration has been holding back roughly half of its supply to ensure those already vaccinated receive the booster dose. Fox News medical contributor Dr. Nicole Sapphire says the vaccines are getting out there, but it's up to the states to do the vaccinations. Just by sending out more doses right now, that's not going to fix the problem. That's not going to fix the bottleneck that's occurring all across the nation in getting the vaccine in the arms of Americans. That audio, courtesy of Fox News, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is working to block President Trump from launching a nuclear attack. Pelosi saying she spoke to Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley on precautions to take. You're listening to USA Radio News. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses. Your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. The Boston bomber is suing the feds. The man convicted of murdering three people and severely wounding another 260-plus is suing the federal government. Jakar Sarnev, convicted of the Boston Marathon bombing in 2013, says the confiscation of a white baseball cap and a bandana and a limit of three showers a week as part of his alleged mistreatment that he claimed contributed to his mental and physical decline. He's demanding $250,000. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. The commissioner of Major League Baseball is remembering late Los Angeles Dodgers legend Tommy Lasorda. In a statement, Rob Manford praising Lasorda as one of the finest managers baseball has ever known, saying his passion, success, and charisma helped to grow the sport to a new level. He also says Lasorda welcomed Dodger players from around the world, which made baseball a stronger, more diverse, and better game. Tommy Lasorda dead at the age of 93. USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. 
Or better yet, try a power walk in your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit a lot of businesses hard, but arguably no one harder than owners of small businesses. Robert Hershevik of Shark Tank fame shares three things that business owners need to do during the pandemic. Cash, customers, employees. The first one is you gotta make sure you have enough cash to survive. I know the stimulus bill is coming. I know there's more protection for small businesses, but you can't depend on anyone except Clear cold tonight, sunshine, chilly tomorrow, chilly daily through the weekend. We'll have more sunshine on Sunday to round out the weekend, preceding the clouds and the rain chance that's developing Sunday night into Monday. Early morning tomorrow starts off into the upper 20s to the upper to mid 30s. Have pets, plants protected, patches of frost in the morning. Sunny in the afternoon, 50 tomorrow. Sunshine Sunday, the afternoon high of lower 50s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Welcome back. It's time for more of the Food Show. We do it every day, every chance we get. If you have delights, if you have ideas, if you have good looks, if you have anything that gives you a, a, a lighting, a, a certain myth of authorization and just wonderful, that's what you want to be uh, here. Why do you have, why do you need to have good looks to talk on the radio, Tom? Uh, well, Haven't you ever it, it, heard the expression "you have a face for radio"? Let's just give it to you in in a proof of it. I'm uh, <laughs> clearly not a particularly good guy, and yet I have a guy. lot of people who tell me that I am far. Well, I'll tell you the truth is. Uh, I don't cover any little tiny needles or something, but uh, they, uh, I'm happy to have it over in this, this one we were just talking about in Slidell. Anyway, uh, there are a lot of things that go out there, and it, it seems to be more variety, better quality products and uh, the, uh, out there in, uh, in, on in that. Food land. It's food out there land. in food land. For, perfect. First yes, Bird that's what land. I'm here for, Tom. Yeah. What? That's what I'm here for. I'm a wordsmith. Is Michael is Michael seventy five still there? He'll he's, Yeah, I think so. He'll Let's find out. He, did he leave us? You still there, Michael? Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Hi. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, yes we, we can. Can we can, can, speak. can you hear us okay. now? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm here in answer to Mary Ann's Bader Meinhof call. My son taught me those two words recently. Bader Meinhof, is anybody familiar with that? Uh-uh, no. What, what it means is when you're thinking about something and from an outside source comes the exact words you're thinking about. I was thinking about wordsmith and words today when you brought this up. <laughs> so I'm here. I love thinking about words, Michael. 
Okay, uh, so you and Tom are great wordsmiths, uh, as you uh, just professed. And now the greatest, uh, here's, here's an example where the lyrics are more important than the melody. And then I'm going okay. to give you an example where the melody is more important than the lyrics. So okay. it all depends. Do it. The first, first mm -hmm. example is from My Fair Lady, the greatest elocutionist and wordsmith of all time, Professor Henry Higgins. Is anybody familiar with yes. him? Okay. Also an insufferable jerk. But anyway, go no, ahead. No, he was okay. He helped this poor girl. Anyway, um, part of his, uh, the words to this uh, uh, song, Why Can't the English? He says, yes. the Scotch and the, the Irish leave me close to tears. In some places, they haven't spoken it for years. And, and in America, they haven't it's spoken done. it ever. <laughs> I and love ever. that song. I love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, it's not beautiful, but it's great. The, whole, the, lyrics. the whole score for that movie, that whole movie is fantastic. Oh, uh, anyway, I tell you, uh, my wife and I love My Fair Lady so much, we took a My Fair Lady trip to London, <laughs> went to all the stops and even the Ascot races. So uh, that, that's one yes, of our Covent favorites. Garden doesn't look anything like it did in that movie. No, they're, they're a little bit. There's that church. Uh, the bones right are still there. there, the bones, but that's it. Now the there's a Shake thing. Shack there. Right. Isn't that but interesting? They keep spreading those out uh, and more and more of them. And uh, I've, I don't know what of an... Uh, 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 it's blasphemy uh, that there's a Shake Shack there. I think it's blasphemy that there's a Shake Shack there. Oh. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Michael, so go You're ahead, right. Michael. Pure blasphemy. Now, here's the opposite. Where a great melody overcomes poor lyrics, okay? okay. It's in the yeah. movie... It's in the movie Shawshank Redemption, do you remember the scene where the two Italian ladies are singing and it just inspires all the prisoners of Shawshank to just, uh, they were enraptured. Do you remember that famous scene? Okay, I, I, Michael, you're going to scream at me, but I did not see Shawshank Redemption. Really? Okay, uh, you got to put that on your bucket list. By the way, look at bucket list too for the Kopi Luwak. But um, anyway, what happens in that is, um, the uh, one of the uh, prisoners uh, is in charge of the library. He gets uh, a special uh, edition of Mozart's uh, La Nozze di Figaro, The Marriage mm -hmm. of Figaro, mm -hmm. and he starts he starts playing it all over the uh, the whole prison uh, microphone uh, PA system, and it's against the rules. So the the warden everything try to break down the thing so he can't play it, but he plays it, and the, and Morgan Freeman, one of the prisoners, says. I don't know what those two Italian ladies were singing about, but it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Well, the actual, uh, it's called Duitina Sularia. And what the actual hmm. words are, two that's women a new one are on trying, me. Sorry? I, uh, that's more, uh, uh, one one I've never me. heard before, but keep on going. Okay. So anyway, it's, it's all about two women trying to trap, one, one lady and her secretary are trying to trap her husband and, to, uh, and he's cheating, and they're writing a letter, letter to try to trap him. So the lyrics were uh, were, were terrible, actually. It, it was a it was a bad situation. But the, are, the, are they the, both uh, sharing the same man? These two women? No, no. The oh, secretary okay. just okay. had to make the duet. Oh, okay. Do it, okay. okay. And uh, if, you can put that on YouTube. You don't even have to watch the whole thing. Just put the uh, uh, prison scene uh, in uh, in Shawshank on your YouTube. Anyway. Um, 
speaking of uh, wordsmiths, I, I got another word for New Orleans. It, it's by Fats Domino. It's it's oh, the French. Another great it's, one. It's the sixth way to pronounce New Orleans. Okay, in his great song "Walking to New Orleans," he always watch it. He, you know, the French cut off the last letter of most words, so he cuts off the S. He says, "Walking to New Orleans." There's no S on it, so that's the sixth way. New, I'm from New Orleans. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's six ways. But I say now, New I'm, Orleans. Is that allowed? Yeah, I, you were number three there. It's okay. Okay. Okay, thank uh, you, Michael. But anyway, uh, I've got a little tip today I discovered recently. I've been pounding on fresh garlic and everything in the way that most of the chefs do. And I found out this is the easiest and most convenient way to, to uh, chop up fresh garlic. You, you put the garlic in your uh, food processor, the, the fresh garlic uh, cloves, okay? Don't do anything to them. Just put them in the process. Grind it up and then take everything out of the food processor, put it in a plate, and you can remove all the skins with your fingers so easily. It's, it's the easiest way to do it. Hmm. So I need to, that's a good tip because I do not like, I do not like removing skin from garlic. Well, well so that's I, good I was to in, know. That's good to know. Right. I was in Gilroy, the home of garlic, and they gave me, I bought one of these little garlic uh, tubes that you put in there. It's so hard to use. It's pitiful. They, they trap me. <laughs> well, oh, you know, it's, it's, you, you can just do it the old-fashioned way and cut it and remove it with your hands. That's, yeah, no, that but that works takes too, too long. Right? That's the hassle. you got to take all the uh, skins off and, and everything. This automatically takes it off and it's chopped at the same time. But anyway, yeah, speaking huh? of being... Sorry? Nothing. I'm not, I'm not saying... I'm oh, biting I'm my fingernail. Go ahead. Okay. Speaking of being trapped, I just had a, a quick recall. Uh, here it is. We're we're in um, Cairo, Egypt. We're visiting pyramids. Are so you really? Uh, no, he's not right now. Well, <laughs> no, it right can now. be done. <laughs> it's a story, Tom. Uh, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. There's, there's a ca- there's a camel stand over there. So I I asked the guy how much to take me to the pyramids uh, on a camel uh, for me to ride the camel. He said ten dollars. I said okay, that's a good deal. So um, I give him the ten dollars. Okay. I go to the pyramids. Uh, my wife walked alongside of us. She didn't want to get on the camera. So we go to the pyramids, a fabulous view, everything, uh, the Sphinx and all the, all the guys. Uh, and we, when we get back, uh, uh, I'm waiting to get down, and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, and the camel will not go to his knees to let me down. So I'm asking him, when are you going to let this, when is this camel going to come down? Get me down, please. You know what he said? Ten dollars. And I said, what do you mean $10? He said, $10 to get up, $10 to get down. He, he trapped the American, it. the dumb I American. I love it. 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 Okay. Have That's a good my day. fantasy trip. That's my fantasy trip. Morocco and then hanging out with the Bedouins in the Sahara. Go to, One go of to these the Cairo Museum. It'll make you remember. Yeah, I'll do that too. One of those days. One of these days. All right, Michael. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Let's take a break. Five five six break. nine Good idea. six nine six is the number. Give us a call. We'll be right back. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. 
The Vojkovich family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls, and the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. Night and day, you are the one. Yes, indeed. I want to mention Norjo's over there in Metairie, Norjo Imports. If you are looking for unique, really unique things that you will find no place else in the line of food imports, particularly great olive oil, uh, figs dried in the sun from Italy, pasta from a manufacturer in Italy that you've never heard of here. Trying to think of some other things that I've seen there. Just really cool stuff. Norjo Imports is like the kind of place, it's not like the kind of place, it's the kind of place that you would stumble on meandering through the streets of Rome. It's small, it's got just a lot of things there that have nothing in common with each other other than they're from Italy or from some place else that you would not likely run into. They have a great menu of takeout food too. Best muffalata on the South Shore. They have the Lindy, which is a delectable, delectable where is this? pressed sandwich that I had the other day. Where, where is uh, this? This is Norge, Norge Imports. Yeah. And on Fridays, like today, they have their cheese wheel and you can go and get fresh pasta cooked right there for you. Great, we'll have more a little they bit for you have, later. They have coffee beans that are specially and i don't mean roasted coffee beans i mean you eat them under some other kind of process really kind of cool stuff anyway norjo imports is a different kind of place under the uh under the ownership of mark steubenville uh than it was from norma and joe who owned it previously mark's got all kinds of ideas milling around in that head of his that is Norjo Imports at the, it's not really at the corner. It's, um, it's a little bit from where the railroad tracks meet Metairie Road on Frisco Avenue, 505 Frisco. The phone number is 822-9340. That is Norjo Imports. Let us go back to the phones, 556-9696. I don't know, do we have anyone on the phone? I don't, probably not. Uh, if you would like to uh, call into the show, <clears throat> and you have not called before, and you would like us to send you a book for telling us something utterly fascinating, I am trying to 
send books to people who might like one. These are books that came from Tom's office when we cleaned it out months ago and there was a box in his car and you can't really see into his car and I never drive his car. So um, I noticed it the other day and I've unloaded yet another box, the last box from Tom's office at the old place. And there were a bunch of books in there and we just are bursting at the seams with books here. We never did find out how many books are on our shelf. I know how many were, but nobody guessed it. But we have the Soul Food Advisor, which is one of those basic kind of cookbooks, not a pretty one, just some recipes. Uh, the Instant Pot Cookbook. Now, I thought this one would have a lot of takers. How to Instapot. The story of um, Lucky Dogs called Managing Ignatius, The Lunacy of Lucky Dogs and Life in the Quarter. I got to read that one before I give it away. So if you want that book, you'll have to wait for it a little bit. The Jersey Shore Cookbook, a really cute little book. Uh, the recipes are kind of, well, what would you expect from the boardwalk of the Jersey Shore? But it's a cool book to read. Irina Schalmer's All-Time Favorites, Recipes for the First Time Cook. The memoir from Gwendolyn Knapp called After a While You Just Get Used to It, which is a family tale of, or a tale of family clutter. Evidently, she grew up in an unusual way. The Manhattan, the story of the first modern cocktail with recipes. That's a pretty one. Lastly, 100 Things to Do in New Orleans Before You Die, and 100 plus iPhone, iPhone iPad tricks you can do right now. This book is completely over the head of both of the people sitting here doing the show. So we could, we'll happily give it to someone who actually would like to play with their iPad and iPhone and enjoy some of the smart things that those devices can do. We are, we're good with, um, we're good with making phone calls and, um, Tell us a couple of them. And using the flashlight and the alarm and uh, and downloading emails. And that's mm. about it for me. Tom can't even do those things. So, what? Five, five, six, I beg your pardon? Nine, six, nine, six. Tom, <clears throat> what Tom needs on his smartphone is one of those um, beeping devices when it's about to die so we can find it before it dies. Right now it's been lost for four days. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you because that's what Tom's been doing for thirty three years, coming up this year, and me for just two. But you know, I'm in it. I'm in it. I would say to win it, but I'm I'm just in it. <laughs> I never did finish what you wrote about uh, Volari, Tom. Volari. Yeah, that song. We got off on the music. Yeah. Oh, that's because wonderful. Of, yeah, that of was a great uh, words tip. That, uh, lyrics versus music. Uh, Domenico Monduno was born in 1928. To, uh, this is mm. tomorrow. The Italian singer had a number one hit in the United States in Italian with a song titled Nel Blu di Pinto di Blu. It was better known as Volare, one of the most familiar songs in the world. It is heard in Italian restaurants everywhere. Spunto, yeah. a short-lived restaurant on St. Louis in the building uh, where Nola is, the poor Nola that's sort of, I guess it's in limbo, but I'm not sure. I think it's, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. Uh, it played Valari at top volume every half hour. 
The waiters would go around the room warning that it was about to start so as not to alarm the patrons. <laughs> you see, that's one of the things I loved about Spunto. There were so many things I loved about Spunto. It's really sad that it went away. I mean, Nola was good too, but Spunto was special for sure. The words to eat by in this version of the almanac are from Jay Jacobs, the former New York restaurant critic for Gourmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was a, a, a great magazine that lasted for a long time in New Orleans and all around the rest of America, too. With, with, I don't know how they did it. They uh, constantly germed out huge numbers of restaurants. Well, not restaurants so much, but uh, the people who put the words and the, and the music had to go in there. That brought you in my mind because uh, I realized I hadn't been talk about them in a while but if you haven't ever been to that one you, you'll take a little while to do you it you haven't ever been go <clears throat> words to drink by are from J.R.R. Tolkien <clears throat> ho 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 to the bottle I go to heal my heart and drown my woe rain may fall and wind may blow and many miles be still to go but under a tall tree will I lie and let the clouds go sailing by you know, Tom, you're right. You're right. Who told you You've that? been telling me for 30 years, I don't drink enough. <laughs> I think you're safe on that. And every and... time you say that, I tell you, you're absolutely right. I wish I could stand the taste of it. I just really don't like it. And that's all there is to it. Well, no then it's time to get out. That and coffee, no matter how hard I've tried, uh, it's it just, it, I, I don't like it. It's an acquired taste I've never well, acquired. For goodness sake, no matter what that should be, uh, from little tiny joints to uh, major uh, looks at the whole, you know, months for it to put it up, it's a uh, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. At once, but I have acquired a taste, and it didn't really need to acquire it for well, today's edible dictionary or tomorrow's edible dictionary word of the day. Brought to you by Dorignac, one of the top 20 mm -hmm. regional supermarkets of all time, according to Food & Wine magazine, and a lot of people who live here. Yeah. Oolong tea is a variety Oolong of tea. tea. Tell us about that. That's it's an unusual tea. product. Midway between the green and the black teas. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. The degree to which it oxidizes gives it a color which some have called blue, although that's fanciful because it has flavor qualities of both ends of the tea aging spectrum it is one of the most popular and common teas from china the unusual name it's a chinese word that means dragon tea for the way its leaves curl like a dragon's tail leads american drinkers to believe it's very exotic despite its middle of the road character it is highly regarded in China, and quite a few areas produce oolong tea with flavors and aromas distinct to those places. All of this is subtle, requiring a calm frame of mind and mental focus. Tom, you've become much more of an iced tea drinker since an you're iced stuck tea to drinker. Me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I drink a tremendous amount. You do, of but tea. only since you've been hanging around with me. Is that it? Oh well, yeah. uh, now we've got it figured out. <laughs> Wish for those of you who have not followed this show for a long time, well, or no, for those of you who have no followed show this follow show, understand that that's a recent development. But um, but Tom has never really drunk much iced tea, but you have lately. 
more than your share, I think, of iced tea. Okay, well, you've ca- uh, captured... We keep hey. sort of a pot of it right here just to drink. Uh, as soon There's as... a lot of caffeine that goes down <clears throat> in this house. Go ahead, what, Tom? If, if you can hang on what it, wherever you are, pop, uh, forget pop, uh, the uh, abilities of... Hey, I'm not getting this word out. Mm. Anyway, I have to... Yeah, well, that's what I'm, I'm trying to, to do because okay. there's a, one interesting thing, in, thing on, rather... Uh, right now that I was surprised to uh, to get it. And, uh, well, actually... Tom, you like Campbell's the, soup? <clears throat> I do. Yep. But only uh, made home. It was... Uh, it made a, had a trademark for the <clears throat> patent office today in 1906. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It Are was, you still using it? I never use Campbell's soup, but I like oh. Campbell's soup. Well, they Who ate a lot of like it. like Campbell's soup? Hmm. Anyway, the first of their soups was tomato. I didn't realize that. Is that right? Their first soup was tomato soup, huh? There's a lot of that out there. Um, Um, Just about every item you could possibly imagine, somebody's out there coming up with those ideas. What is your favorite Campbell's soup, Tom? uh, There was one This is an open question to everyone because everybody's had Campbell's soup. My mother had this thing called it was about it was a the, the minestrone. Fruit, minestrone was kind of it, but then they had another one that was even a little farther from it, and I can't remember the exact name on it. But it it was the same idea, but it was a little more open. What's your favorite Campbell's soup, everybody out there? I'm trying to think. I used to. I think I think chicken noodle for me. I liked their vegetable beef, but I think chicken noodle is my favorite Campbell's soup. I never, you, ever eat it. When, but you know what? If you were stuck in the house and not able to leave for a long time, and you had a supply of Campbell's soup, I think you could live rather okay. You almost certainly would, Kay. Yeah, and, I think uh, you And could. there's enough of other ideas. Uh, I'm sure that if you found a lust of a list, rather, of lust, one of that uh, spoke. I think you could live rather okay and, with Campbell's soup as your main source and of I'll bet you you'll come up with uh, you know, like 12 uh, people a person. I think that people would say, you know what, I agree with that. I think it's a good, good, good product. It's, good. A, it's a classically American product, and I think it's a really good one. And that's mm. about the extent. There's I mean, the, the alphabet that. soup I never did get into, but uh, but I definitely like that chicken noodle. All right, yeah. bottom of the hour news time from Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be back. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. Republican Congressman Garrett Graves calls on President Donald Trump to effectively resign and hand over power with just 12 days left in his administration. What I mean by that is that effectively he will not be out there talking, speaking, wielding um, uh, the full authority and power of the White House, maybe even technically finding a way to hand over the keys to Pence. And congressional Democrats are calling for another impeachment attempt against Trump over his incitement of the mob that assaulted the Capitol Wednesday. But Graves says he does not support impeachment, calling it too divisive. And a winter storm looks set to dump some snow on North Louisiana this weekend. National Weather Service meteorologist Davion Hill says over an inch of snow could fall north of Natchitoches and Gina to the Arkansas state line. The last major snow event for the region was January 16th of 2018, so we're due. Not something we see all the time, but it's not necessarily unusual either, so we, we usually... 
see one or two of these every every year, every other year. One of those things we just—it's winter time, so this is possible. LRN. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Growing up in Sarepta, I could see the value of agriculture every time I left the house. Whether it was timber going to the paper mill or cattle in a pasture, I knew the farmers, ranchers, and landowners were keeping my hometown on the map. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation helps keep them in business. So join the Farm Bureau today. Become a member at lafarmbureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag. Here we go, here we go. Are you ready for football? You're a Tiger Rag. We know this is the most anticipated football season since last football season. You want fluff, eat a marshmallow. I like the taste. But if you want the dirt, Tiger Rag's got the shovel. The only way to get more info on LSU sports is by wiretapping a coach. Tiger Rag Magazine. On newsstands today and online at TigerRag.com. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge January 8th, Leo Nocentelli. January 15th, School of Rock. And January 22nd, Glenn David Andrews. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at ThinkAOS.com. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Yes, indeed, that is, I tell you what, no truer words were spoken. That's all I can say. 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We're here to talk to you. We would love to talk to you. That's what Tom's been doing for 33 years. Me, a lot less. But you know what? We can still talk. You know, that's, that's what we're doing here. We were talking about Campbell's Soup before the break, and I would love to get some input from you on that. If you were stuck for a long time and had to live off of one thing, and it was Campbell's Soup, what would you like to have in the pantry? What, what say, one or two of your favorite of their product line? What would that be? I, uh, I think for me it would be the chicken noodle. It would be the, um, I don't know, I like the minestrone too. But it would be, um, it'd be the vegetable beef. I love the teeny tiny. Tom, why don't you sit there, babe? Look. Sit right oh, there. Look. Where? Right there. Here. Uh-huh. Right where the mic is. There you go. Okay. Uh, it would be the vegetable beef has the little teeny tiny cubes of beef. The only, you know, I would say there's, there's a place that has a um, the um, beef soup. 
that's comparable to that one that's Campbell's, which would be an insult to the restaurant, but I don't mean it as an insult. I think it's like the best beef, vegetable beef soup out there. And, um, and that's only because I really like Campbell's vegetable beef with the little, little chunks of the beef in it. Little debris floating around in there. It's good. Good stuff. That is Campbell's Soup. Want to hear your versions of Campbell's Soup, what you like um, if you had to survive on just Campbell's Soup. 5569696 is the number. That's what we're doing. We're talking about, you know, various things. We were talking about oolong tea a little while ago. As a passionate tea drinker, uh, I like oolong tea. And I have oolong tea, which is saying something because I usually kind of just drink Lipton, but I do have a whole bunch of teas. And oolong, if I'm purchasing loose tea, is definitely one of the ones that I have been known to, to buy. Barlotti beans. Another kind of bean that I like. Tom, I don't know why Barlotti beans shows up in your headline. It does. Yes, it does, but I don't see it any place else. In here. They're good sure for you. Went, They're real good for you. I'm sure if I went through the whole thing, I would be able to. I'd be able to find it, but I don't have time to do that. Today's a birth, or tomorrow's the birthday in 1901 of Chick Young, who created the Blondie comic strip. Who? Mm-hmm. The Blondie comic strip. Blondie. Uh-huh. Blondie was the creator of Dagwood. Well, Dagwood was the husband. And right. he, he became um, the inspiration for a chain of sandwich shops. Mm-hmm. That wound up being Dagwood. Yeah. And Dagwood and Grandy. Grandy? No, what's, what was her name? Blondie. Blondie. Mm-hmm. Blondie was an original in that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, and, and sandwiches, you know, Mary Lee makes really great she has a terrific person she's also a great baker she's you know she's well we think she's pretty cool but anyway she used to be on the sandwich kick and she would make the most everything she does is a, a work of art it's a thing of beauty so when she was making sandwiches i used to like to just watch her assemble these very tall sandwiches and then have avocado they'd have cheese be a great kind of bread if i were to lettuce it was just beautiful the way she piled it up and i would always think of dagwood whenever i would see these sandwiches what tom i was thinking about uh with all the things that you hate say about uh her uh it sounds like a really uh, real uh, a climbing person that uh, mm-hmm. is on this list here mm-hmm and uh but there was one other thing that caught my attention yeah and it was here it was a report from uh, the crescent city brew house crescent city brew house yeah the crescent city brew house or crescent city steakhouse steakhouse i'm sorry Ah, uh did i okay it's uh so what is that that's Uh uh-huh what what about it uh anyway they are uh that's the family that owns it. Uh, yeah, what about him? Keeps on going. Krasna. Who, what? Krasna. 
Anyway. Vodanovich. Vodanovich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Frank and Anthony. It's and Vojkovic, actually. Vojkovic. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, and the other side is, is Dragos. Okay. Same, you and know. So, and so what? Well, that's it. That's, that's it? That's all of that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's. it's <laughs> what is we've that been talking about these things, time? so what? Huh? What is that apropos of? Apropos of what? Uh, towards yeah, apropos of what? We're in the middle of our talking, 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 and who knows when else. <laughs> but uh, I just thought I would bring it up because this is something I was wondering about it. Uh, as you know, like everybody had to get used to this idea that Mardi Gras and a few other things that happen uh, are not going to happen this year. Yeah. Some of them will, but some, a lot of them will not. Uh -huh. So uh, there's some other things that a lot of the other restaurants have come in and said, really, we need some more this, this, this. And I, I'm, I'm making this up as I go along. But that's basically what was going on. Uh, and uh, they seem to be getting along pretty well. And I was impressed by that. And then uh, the fact that you have Mardi Gras hang around uh, that should add no, something. Actually, I don't think we have Mardi Gras this year. I mean, well, it exists. I did every year before. It exists. Oh, Tom. You know yeah. what, Tom? I'm finding that Tom is in a um, in a Mardi Gras state of mind. Yes, that's Which true. Which is too bad, Tom, because because there is no Mardi Gras this year. I mean, it, the day will pass that's as Mardi Gras. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I think there are going to be some parades, but not in not in the city, not in the city. But um, and I could be wrong about that because Mardi Gras is not something I follow a lot. But Tom has really got Mardi Gras on the brain right now. Yeah, that's what and, was happening. And so too. we're going to be hearing a lot, I think, about the Crescent City because Mardi Gras mm. and the Crescent City huh. are inexorably tied for Tom. And there was a little bit more to this, if okay. I may. If you may, you may go ahead. Uh, uh, I don't know how many years it was, but it's a lot of them. Uh, uh, we, somebody had the idea, one of my regular listeners and people who uh -huh. would call all the time, they w thought, you know, with Mardi Gras coming, I think you're going to have to make something else. And we wound up doing this really elaborate, uh, we had restaurants, uh, excuse me, uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, this, the steaks, obviously, and a, a few other things. And all of this was moving in and out, uh, especially in the generation area where... Uh, is this going somewhere, The, the Fresh and Critty uh, Steakhouse. Uh -huh. is that and uh, apparently they are open, even though Mardi Gras is not increasing its own output. So uh, that was funny to, uh, for me. I, I wasn't expecting that that would come up that way. Mm -hmm. So, But it did, so we can be happy about it. I was laughing while you were talking because I was reading through your almanac and there's a great words to drink by in this one from Robert Heinlein, who mm -hmm. Heinlein, I guess, is uh, he was an aeronautical engineer right. and a science fiction writer from the 20th century. And it's, uh, it's hilarious, his quote, words to drink by, be wary of strong drink. It can make you shoot at tax collectors. And miss. <laughs> Great. It's George Foreman's birthday over the weekend. George Foreman mm -hmm. is a great example 
of um, the American entrepreneur. He's made a friggin' fortune off of the Foreman Grill. Does anybody have a Foreman Grill? It's um, I think it, I think it predates the Panini Press. Uh, people have been using it for a number of years, like a lot of years. I don't know exactly when the Foreman Grill came into being, but I'm going to look it up right now. But what a great idea for him. He was a fighter, as everyone knows, and uh, had this idea to put his name to this grill. And it uh, <clears throat> he's, he's in the three-figure millions from that. So Pretty good, good. Good for him, mm -hmm. is all you can say. Good for him. I'm looking to see when it when it first debuted, but I don't I don't see an actual date on it. We'll have to check yeah. it out and see. Well, you know, you're getting towards the end. You're getting to make a lot of progress in this very show here. Well, there's a lot of gadgets. A lot of gadgets. People that love people gadgets. Have made a lot of money. Yeah. They do, and you know what? I do too. But I don't like the clutter of gadgets. Like, who was it? Somebody told me. I think it was probably Eric that was talking about getting a um, an air fryer for Christmas. And I'd love to get an air fryer, but then what would I do with the air fryer when I'm not air frying? We actually have a lot of space in this kitchen. We have these big overhead bins that are about two feet high and go across the whole wall. And they're cluttered with crap, really is what, what the deal is. But um, we could find a place for stuff like that, but I don't feel like it. It's like, why bother, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's a, a function of getting older. You just sort of want to get simpler, you know? I'm sure. I don't need an Instapot, although I am tempted to get Thank one because people don't. love talking about them. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've never had a Crock-Pot because I never needed one. I was always here. But... Um, the air fryer does tempt me, I have to say. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, give us a call. Just 15 minutes left of the show. We'll be back. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manelli. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hansa's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. You make me feel so young. I cannot believe that no one has anything to say about Campbell's Soup. It's such a quintessentially American thing. All right, Henry, I'm going to ask you then to answer that question. What is your favorite Campbell's Soup? Henry? Hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, just as you said that, we did I really stumped you? No. Oh, okay. Well, well, I'm interested in your answer to that anyway. I, uh, Campbell's soup, I think I generally lean towards very simple, just Campbell's tomato soup. I think really? if I'm, okay. if I'm going to get Campbell's, 
and I, I don't normally get Campbell's soup, is what I'll say. But if I'm going to get okay. something uh, like Amy's, which I think is superior, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I'll usually go mm-hmm. for a lentil soup, which I think is delicious. Is it canned or is it in a jar? It's canned. It's canned, but it's uh, okay. It's good. It, it feels a little bit heartier. You have less uh, less broth, more vegetable. I've never even heard of that. All right, let's. Who do we have on the line? Do we have a caller, Henry? I don't know where Henry's going. Henry, I guess he's. <laughs> I guess he's taking a caller. Okay, let's go to Adrian. Hi, Mary Ann. I am. Hi, I I heard you all talking about soup, and I have a soup story from about twenty five years ago, and I'm pretty sure it was all Campbell soup. But I was living in Alexandria, Louisiana, with a ladies' group, was having a luncheon, and everybody was bringing something. And the hostess said, "Everybody, pr- please bring a can of soup." And she did not. She wanted you to bring whatever you wanted to bring, one can of soup. And when I got there, she put every single can into one pot, and <laughs> we all tasted it. <laughs> and I am not an adventurous eater. But I have to say, even to this day, that soup was good. (laughs) You know, I think it would be. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, how can you go wrong? It's like, it's all vegetables. It's all meats. Why not? So so the the chicken broths and the beef broths and everything went in together. And and I guess the tomato soups and the mushroom soups. And just, wow. Yes. Yes. Everything in one pot. And <laughs> it being 25 years ago, I think it was about 15 different cans of soup. Oh, gosh. Wow. Were they all Campbell's or any different brand? Well, I'm pretty sure they were all Campbell's but because um, mm-hmm. they were cans. I mean, how many people had cans of soup back 25 years ago? Yeah, true. Right. Yeah, right. Um, so what is your personal favorite uh, Campbell's soup? Well... I always like chicken noodle. I like the uh, chicken and wild rice. I like, um, I, I do like vegetable. I like the vegetable soup. And uh, There's a chicken and wild time. rice and a chicken and rice? Because I know they're chicken and rice, and I like that one, too. Is there a chick- There's a chicken and wild rice? I think I was thinking of a different brand. So it's chicken and rice. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like the chicken and rice. When Go I, ahead. When I was a child, all we had was chicken noodle and vegetable, but I got invited to a friend's house one time, and I was served cream of potato, Campbell's cream of potato soup, or just called mm-hmm. potato soup. I had never even heard of it before, and it's like, hey, I like that. That was good. Like a nice warm potato. <laughs> you sound like me. You know, um, when, you, when you have kids or when you are a kid, and you start going over to friends' houses, your world is opened up for sure, you know? Like yeah. I had this girl that, <laughs> yeah, I had, I, I grew up in a very, you know, limited world. And um, there was a girl that I talked to who went to the grade school that I went to and she was talking about this third girl and she, and I've told the story before in the yard, but she said, and I went to her house and she had, fish like real fish with scales not fish sticks and I thought boy that must have been really exotic because you know I I grew up in the world of fish sticks you know 
And then, I, like our kids, our kids grew up with everything freshly baked at home. But when they went to people's houses, they ate things like Little Debbie cakes and oh. you know, processed <laughs> cookies, processed cookies from the, the store. Or, um, or I remember there were the, the kids uh, had some friends over and, um, and the mom came in to pick them up and I had uh, mac and cheese and they left their mac and cheese in the bowl and the the woman said, I'm going to eat this mac and cheese. And then she started eating. She goes, wait a minute. Is this real mac and cheese? And I said, yeah. And she goes, oh, well, there's your problem. Her kids were eating the orange powder stuff, you know. So, yeah, it's like it's in your world is definitely opened up. You know, it it, it, it totally oh, sure. is whenever you have. Yeah. Whenever you have the kids. So what did you you, you prompted that story by saying you went to someone's house and they had a more it was a ladies have? club in out of town in alexandria louisiana it was a ladies club and we were having lunch at one place one no, lady's no, no, house no you, no you you were talking about when you were a kid you went where and, and oh i went to a friend a, a school friend's house i might have been like i don't know fourth or fifth grade fourth grade something like that and that for lunch we uh, we were served i don't know if it was called potato soup or cream of potato soup but potato it was campbell soup, yeah potato soup yeah yeah well, they have so many different kinds. I mean, I don't know why you would eat like a cream of mushroom soup from Campbell's when you could get like a real cream of mushroom soup. But I've never had cream of mushroom soup from Campbell's as just a soup. Have you? No, only in a casserole. <laughs> right. only in a ca You only use it in a casserole. Does anyone eat Campbell's cream of mushroom soup as a soup? I'd be curious to hear that if they do. Anyway, it's a very good product line. I mean, you know, it's not it's not brilliant, but but you know, you could live on it pretty well. It'd be fine, I think. You know, if you had to. Oh yes, it's, you might have to. It's good classic down home stuff. Yeah, it is. It totally is. Anyway, all right. Thank, um, Adrian, would you like a book? Because I've never heard from you before. Well, I was listening the other day when you were giving out. away books. What's yeah, that? yeah. Do you want one? I would love one. I'm 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 a recipe cook, and I did hear the other day you had one on an instant pot. Do you still yeah, have I'm that go one? Through them. Yes, I do. I have the instant pot. It's called How to Instant Pot: Mastering All the Functions of the One Pot That Will Change the Way You Cook. So that's good for somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Okay. Now, is that you? That's me. Or that's you. Okay. Now I warn you there's this this book has a, a, must have gotten wet at some point. It's not bad, but that you will see that there's a little bit of like hmm. But I mean, you know, it came out of the office who wrinkle. knows what happened to Yeah. Get a little wrinkle. Wrinkles, thank you. There you go. Okay, so I am going to have you stay on the line and actually, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to not do that step. I want you to email us directly tom at nomenu.com. Okay. Tom at nomenu.com. Give us your address and tell me that you want the Instant Pot book. Okay? Sounds good. Tom at nomenu.com. Thank you, Adrian. Let's go to the last Thank caller you. of the show. Bye. Let's. Who's that? George. Is this what the... you see now? And it, it's something different, so. It's George. Hey, how you doing? One of my favorites. Hello, George. Hey, I'm doing good. How you doing? That's Tom doing. 
He's okay. It's okay. What's going on? I was calling. I was calling about the Campbell soup. I remember when I was younger. <clears throat> I used to eat. Uh, I used to love the one with the chicken and rice. Yes, I like that one too. I do. Yeah. That was my second but you favorite. You know that. Um, I don't buy that no more. It's been a long time. I get some of them uh, Raymond noodles. Uh huh. I like putting like uh, like chicken. You know, like baked chicken and roast grocery chicken in there or mm-hmm. put some shrimp in there but then i tried the one um the blue runners gumbo mm-hmm. the one that comes mm-hmm. in like a 27 ounce can and i had talked to um to tom about it i mentioned that what no i didn't talk to him about it i think he had mentioned it one time that uh he liked it 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 wasn't it's too a bad starter. It's a starter it's a really can. good starter yeah they have like a starter yeah, thing. yeah 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 they have that with so their whenever beans i'm too. in a rush yeah, whenever I'm in a rush, I just go ahead and, you know, get the gumbo base and just put some shrimp in there, shrimp, you know, chicken or whatever, turkey next. And uh, it works out good. It so does. You're going to whip it up in about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. It's it's a good product, you know. Um, I, I uh, said this once before. We had red beans, and we thought they were really fantastic red beans at a party. And it was um, it was Blue Runner red beans, and they just threw some meat Look in there, that. and voila, there it goes. That's and they've done that with their with their gumbo base. And I think they have like a a shrimp etouffee or something base. They have two bases, they don't do. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it's do. Good. But I like the gumbo best. <laughs> No, I mean it's it's a good product for sure. I think there, like all those other, yeah, like all of those other hundred year old companies that are branching out with new products. It's a good product. Uh-huh. Say hello to your dog. Please. Yeah, it is. <laughs> What's the I'm, dog? I'm saying? at work. That's What's about. Oh. I'm a, no, I'm at work. That's somebody else. That's the neighbor's dog. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. All right. Well, he is annoying, so we're going to say goodbye because we have to close out the show okay. anyway. So it's nice to hear from you, have George, a good as always. Call us back. Thanks. Bye. All right. Five, I would say 5569696. Write that number down for Monday. We will be back to talk some more food then. But the show is uh, pretty much over for today. And I'm going to tell you, remind you that Antoine's is having, oh, I didn't even talk about Antoine's. Antoine's, we have a commercial to do for them. It is their $5 Oysters Rockefeller special tonight and tomorrow, I mean today and tomorrow because Oysters Rockefeller Day is on Sunday. Antoine's has a lot of fun stuff like that that goes on over there. It is not the stuffy old grand dame. It's fun. And it's also classic New Orleans. It's beautiful as it's always been. And uh, it's the great food that Tom has, you know, Tom has always said it's not the best food in the world, but it's his favorite place. And it's really good. And when you go, you can fall in love with it all over again. Antoine's is located at 713 St. Louis Street. Call them for a reservation, 581-4422. They also have a great happy hour in the Hermes Bar where you can experience some of their delicious food 
at reduced prices and in a much more casual atmosphere. I love the Hermes bar. That's Antoine's, one of the great grand dames of Louisiana. Oh, maybe you could say the. Once, yeah, that's right. Tom would say the grand dame of Louisiana, yep. for yeah, sure. I, I, that's All my right, favorite. Of New Orleans. I know. You've always said it's your favorite restaurant. It's your absolute favorite. It's where we had your 60th surprise birthday party because I didn't have to think twice about that. I will never that's, forget that. That's your favorite restaurant, period. All right, we are at the end of the show for the week. Just another minute to tell you that we would love for you to visit some of our other platforms. Nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. That's where you're going to find things like the Oysters Rockefeller special on the events page. You will find some of Tom's vintage works from the last 50 years. If you want to know anything about New Orleans restaurants, Tom's been on it. On that beat for 50 years, you'll find that at nomenu.com and also in our newsletter, which comes out twice a week. You can sign up for it at nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. We also have our Instagram, that is at the New Orleans menu. A lot of pretty pictures there from our dining. We have our dining diary in both uh, on the website and in the newsletter. Also the almanac that we use for the show. I have my own podcast, Emmy, E-M-M-I-E, The Story Lady on Spotify and all of those platforms. It's Kids Tales, read by me, and your kids and grandkids. Tim McNally up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show, WGSO New Orleans. We'll be back Monday. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio app, WGSO.com. On the AM dial at 990, we are WGSO New Orleans. He wasn't going to show up at the, uh, at the inauguration. One of the few things he and I have ever agreed on. It's a good thing I'm not showing up. After making those comments, Biden talked about unifying the country. The COVID crisis is creating a surge on California hospitals. The mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, imploring healthcare workers to come to Los Angeles. If you can spare a doctor or a nurse, if you can spare anything, please send it here. We're Americans. The California Hospital Association also saying more flexibility is needing regarding staffing regulations to avoid bottlenecks in the ICU. This as the COVID tracking project reports over 4,000 Americans died on Thursday due to COVID-19. You're listening to USA Radio News.